Welcome to the Unsweetened SIO podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsio.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode eight of Unsweetened Sio, the podcast. Today, I wanna talk a little bit about why I don't weigh myself and why I don't diet. Um, And also kinda, you know, think, talk about body image and just what's going on right now in society. So I guess I'll start with um, why I don't weigh myself. I, you know, we never had a scale growing up, which I really appreciate now. I think the only time I really was aware of my weight growing up is, you know, going to the doctor to get weighed. Um, but we didn't have a scale in our house. And so I think through my teenage years, I didn't, I mean, I, I had a period where I gained some weight and I knew it, but I wasn't really obsessed with a number on the scale. You know, it wasn't until later when I moved after college, I think that I finally got a scale and then began that, you know, love hate relationship with the scale. And I would go through periods where I wouldn't weigh myself at all. And then there was times maybe when I was trying to lose weight and would lo- and would weigh myself every single day, or I would try just to do once a week or whatever. But, you know, there were days that I was feeling pretty good. Maybe I'd started a new diet or exercise routine and would step on the scale, you know, expecting amazing results and then be bummed to find, you know, that I hadn't lost a weight, any weight. Or in some cases, when I was starting a new exercise routine, you know, sometimes I would even gain a little bit of weight in the beginning. So it was really, really frustrating. And I also don't know what time it was that I became aware of, you know, what you were supposed to weigh for how tall you were. I do remember as probably either middle school or young high school, you know, reading that Sweet Valley High series. I used to love those books. Um, First, the Sweet Valley Twins, and then they go to high school. And I remember both of them were, you know, blonde, blue-eyed, 115 pounds and like five foot six. And so I think that was the first time that I thought, okay, that's what, you know, I'm shooting for. And here I am with blonde hair and blue eyes, but I'm only five foot two. And I was probably about 115 ish, you know, I don't know, maybe a little less in high school. And so I knew that, you know, but I was only five foot two. I wasn't five foot six. But I also have the body type of being a little more muscular. You know, I was kind of born, I think, being strong or whatever. 
I know my mom started getting afraid of me as I got a little bit older and was able to pick her up off the floor. So I've always kind of relied on my strength of being stronger. So I probably have more of a muscle mass than other people. So I haven't ever been, you know, even though I'm very short, even at my thinnest, I haven't been someone that weighs like 100 pounds. That's just not my body structure. And, but I remember seeing something that, you know, if you're five foot, you should be a hundred pounds and then five more pounds for every inch after that or something. And I don't know if they still use that. It seems pretty unrealistic because there's just so many different body types and sizes. And anyway, so I remember kind of reading this, the, the book, um, the Sweet Valley High books and starting to think about, you know, what I was supposed to look like or aim for, I guess. And um, luckily, though, I think it would have gotten to be a lot more out of control if I had access to a scale. And I'm just really glad that I didn't. Um, As I said, more in like college and after college is when I really started weighing myself. And, you know, I would try different things and I would be feeling great and then I'd get on the scale and that number would just dictate whether or not it was going to be a good or bad day as far as how I was feeling about myself, you know, my own body image. And um, so it was really detrimental. I know there are so many women out there that can relate. And I think especially of all those like teenage girls and pre-teenage girls that might have a scale at home and already get into that habit of where they're weighing their self and then judging themselves based on a number. You know, I was never one, never a person that weighed myself like multiple times a day. I know there are people like that. And I'd always weigh like first thing in the morning, you know, completely naked. I didn't want any extra pounds on there. And um, I would, but I also knew, you know, that I, your body fluctuates throughout the day. And that's why I always like to, you know, weigh first thing in the morning. Um, And also during different times of the month, like I did notice that I might be without even changing my eating or exercising habits, a few pounds heavier or a few pounds lighter throughout the month. So they, I was aware, you know, that there was a lot of fluctuations and such a thing as water weight for, you know, when you are dieting, a lot of times you're just losing that water weight initially. And I think when I did Weight Watchers, that's one where you're supposed to weigh yourself weekly. And I tried to, you know, plan that for my weigh-ins to be Monday morning with the hope of helping, you know, keep me on track through the weekends. And sometimes just that like stress of knowing I had to weigh myself on Monday ended up making me eat more instead of staying on track. It just caused this anxiety and I just started, you know, maybe would binge on stuff throughout the weekends just because I was already anxious about what the scale was going to say. So for me, I don't think the scale has ever really worked. Um, you know, I just think it's just a number and as I've, as I've gotten older, you know, as I've been able to realize that we do just have different body types and maybe someone else that's five foot two might weigh, you know, 110 pounds, but that's not going to be me. And it doesn't mean that I'm unhealthy or 
um, overweight either necessarily. We just are going to have some fluctuations within that. And then the other thing that I kind of became more aware of in college was body mass index or BMI, which I've noticed when I take my kids to the doctors, they now give, you know, their weight and height and BMI as well. And, you know, when you, BMI can get so scientific. When I played field hockey in college, we actually like had someone come in and we got in a water tank and did all this stuff where they got like a very, very accurate reading of what our, you know, BMI was. Um, where if you just, you know, calculate base off of your height and weight, it's not completely accurate, but it gives you a, you know, a general sense. So that kind of started coming into my mind too. And of course, when I had this done playing field hockey, I was pretty fit and muscular. So had, you know, a lower BMI. And (laughs) after college, as I went through periods of gaining weight and not having as much muscle mass and seeing my BMI or calculating it, that would really stress me out. Um, And so it just never was something that I, like I said, I had a real healthy relationship with or ever gave me a good feeling except maybe when I was starting a diet, um, like say Weight Watchers. And typically after that first week, I might lose as much as five pounds in a week and then maybe I would feel good. But after that, you know, I just never really felt like it was a positive experience. And again, I think so many women can relate to that and I'm sure men too. And so I started probably getting anxiety in my 20s about going to the doctor, you know, when I was going through a period where I just didn't want to know how much I weighed. Um, And knowing that I have to go to the doctor and get weighed was always something that could cause me some stress because I just didn't want to know. And sometimes I would like shut my eyes and say I didn't want to know, but somehow I'd find out by like peeking at my paper or you know, somehow I would end up knowing what it is. And it could really like ruin my day or week if it wasn't a number that I felt I was going to be happy with. Um, And I think sometimes we have these unrealistic numbers in our head too. Again, not taking into account our body weight, but just thinking I want to be 120 pounds, but you're five foot eight, you know, that's not going to probably happen. So Um, I think we all have this unrealistic expectation of what that number should be, and it can be really um, hard when you do get on the scale and it doesn't match. So I had just, I don't know how I didn't realize this before, but just within the last few years had read something like an article I was reading in a magazine about a woman who was talking about feeling kind of fat shamed at her doctor office. And a nurse told her, you know, it was a nurse that was a little bit overweight herself. And she said, you know, you don't have to um, get weighed every time to the doctor. You go to the doctor. You can say that you don't want to be weighed. You can decline. And I thought, Oh my gosh, how come I never knew this before? So 
you know, at that point, this is a few years ago, probably a little bit after my daughter was born. Um, and you know, when you're pregnant, especially you're going to the doctor very frequently to get weighed and really, you know, if you have any kind of issues around eating or your weight and you're constantly going to the doctor to see how much weight you've gained during your pregnancy, which also is so different for so many different people, um, it can be really stressful. I had my kids pretty close together, you know, they're 19 months apart. And I just felt like I was always at the doctor's office, you know, for that whole period of time and was so happy to, like, not see a doctor weekly for, you know, a long time after that. I was just so done with going to the doctor's office and being weighed and all that. But um, I wanted to make sure I had the healthiest babies possible. So, I, you know, I did all of that. And um, but after I probably the last time I'm thinking that I weighed, weighed myself was somewhere around when, you know, Josie was born, probably one of my last doctor's appointments. And, um, no, I, that's not true. I take it back because I did weigh myself after she was born to see how much weight I was losing. I typically would lose a good amount of weight in the first few weeks after, um, having both my son and daughter worked out that way. And unfortunately, you know, I'd end up gaining that back, but it was kind of fun to weigh myself, especially after a C-section, which I, I had to have two, both of them, um, by C-section. You're so like bloated with water and fluids that I feel like after the few, few days, all of a sudden, once that swelling goes down, it's pretty dramatic sometimes, you know, so that was, I guess, a fun scale experience until it just stopped budging at all. And then a few weeks later, it started to slightly increase. And then I probably put the scale away and said, forget it. And so it was somewhere around that time that I read this article and I just decided, you know, I made this conscious decision that I'm done weighing myself. I'm just not going to do it. It felt so incredibly freeing. And I was really nervous. I remember the first time I went to the doctor for like, I think I'd hurt my foot or something. As you know, I have multiple foot injuries. That seems to be like the time that I do have to go to the doctor. And I remember being like a little anxious, even about, I thought, mm, I kept putting off going to the doctor for my foot because I didn't want to get weighed. I mean, really, that's what it came down to. I knew that I was you know, overweight. And I just didn't want to see the number. I didn't want to feel worse about myself than I already did. So and then once I read that article, it gave me a little more courage to mm, maybe I should go to the doctor. It's not getting better. So I did go and I do remember sitting in the waiting room, like practicing, you know, when they're like, okay, let's get your weight first. And I'm like, oh, what should I say? Like, no, thank you. Or, oh, not this time. Yeah, I really don't want to do that. You know, I just didn't know. I was so nervous about what to actually say. So the time finally comes and I don't remember now what I said, but I've been to the doctor, you know, since, and I just say, yeah, no, thanks. I don't want to get weighed today and never have had an issue. They just say, okay. Um, you know, I've, I've never had a problem with that at all. And again, it feels so freeing because I'm no longer anxious about 
going to the doctor, which a lot of us, you know, don't love to do anyway, if you're going to have blood drawn or have your pap smear or mammogram, I mean, it's unpleasant enough. Most of the times you're going to the doctor, like, why do you need to hop on a scale too? Plus you got to weigh yourself with clothes on and your shoes sometimes and your jacket or whatever. I want to like strip down when I was at the doctor to get a more accurate reading. Um, So who needs that? I mean, it's just, again, stressful enough to go to the doctor. You don't have to weigh yourself too. And I've, as I've thought more about this, I I also just don't think that, you know, most people that are overweight and I'm speaking from experience know that they're overweight, right? Like, I don't think there's anyone out there that has no idea the doctor telling them, hey, you're overweight. It's not like, oh, I am? Oh, I had no clue. You know, most of us know and are trying to do something about it or have accepted, you know, how we are. And that's fine. So when, you know, you go to the doctor, you step on the scale, you're already feeling self-conscious or you're, you know, you know, you need to lose weight. And then to have your doctor tell you that it just, can make you feel really bad about yourself. Um, It really hurts the self-esteem. And reading that article about this woman that felt like she was fat shamed by her doctor of just, you know, really lecturing her about losing weight. And she was trying, you know, again, she was exercising, she was trying to eat well. And, you know, I don't think most people choose to be overweight. It is something that you know, people are struggling with. So having a doctor or nurse pointed out doesn't help matters at all. But the other part is I don't think that your overall health um, is dictated by a number on the scale either. You know, like I don't think that's the best way to, or measurement or whatever of saying whether you're healthy or not. Because I I have friends that are very thin, but they don't work out. You know, they might have lived very stressful lives and they might not eat well, but looking at them, they look thin. So if that was the only way we were measuring whether, you know, they're healthy or not, it wouldn't be accurate because inside there is a lot of stuff going on, but they just happen to have one of those body types that doesn't gain weight, you know? So, and then I also think on the other end, there's plenty of overweight people that are overweight, but they might be exercising every day and they might have really good, um, like blood pressure and cholesterol levels and other things that are going on that are really positive, you know, so they're in really good shape. They just are carrying a little bit of extra weight. So I just don't think, I don't know. I try to think about this. I'm like, why do we have to get weighed every time we go to the doctor? I just don't see the point. You know, um, I think the only time that I could see maybe is if you're going on a medication and it's, you know, has to be adjusted according to how much you weigh, or I don't know if you're going through, um, you know, I, always, I just can only think about tying it with medicine. I, I really don't know why else you would have to weigh yourself going to the doctor. And again, I think I was one of those people for a while that was overweight, but all of my, I had blood work done and everything looked really, really good. So, I mean, I was still healthy. Um, I just had some extra weight.
And again, the opposite too of people that are really lucky and might be eating really terribly, but are super thin and they might have some health issues that are going on that maybe a doctor doesn't take a closer look because they are at their right, you know, quote unquote, um, weight for their, for their height. So I just think I'm not sure, you know, I keep meaning to ask a doctor why, you know, it's routine to weigh yourself. I mean, I guess it's just getting, you know, some kind of check-in so you can kind of see where you are throughout the years. Oh, I gained two pounds from last year or whatever. But again, I think for the most part, we all are kind of aware of if we're losing weight or gaining weight. I think it's, you know, easier just to tell by how your clothes fit, you know, so with this whole going off sugar and flour thing, I did not weigh myself before, you know, even how tempting, you know, it might have been, although it really wasn't because I just thought, again, I am at like rock bottom. I don't need to kick myself when I'm down and then weigh myself too. Like, I just didn't want to know. And so here I am, you know, over 13 months later. And sometimes now I am kind of curious of, hmm, yeah, because people ask me all the time, you know, well, how much weight did you lose? And I don't know. You know, I know I went down sizes. I estimate somewhere around 40 pounds, 50 pounds. I have no clue, though. I really don't know. Um, and so sometimes I'm a little bit tempted, but then I just think, again, I would probably be so distraught by the number that it could ruin all this positive progress I've made over the past 13 months. You know, again, in my... In the past, I might have had like a really good month of eating well, and then I'd weigh myself at the end of the month and see that I hadn't lost any weight or even worse, maybe gained a pound or two after eating really clean and working out for 30 days. And then that would have just, you know, sent me in a downward spiral of just binging my head off because what's the point if I'm not going to be able to lose weight doing that? Why am I even doing this? I might as well eat what I want to eat. So I really had to, again, change my, you know, thought pattern and mind frame around all of this as far as giving up sugar and flour, not just to lose weight, which I did want to happen, but also just to cure that addiction and the thoughts around obsession, compulsion around eating food that I had. And then also just feeling more comfortable in my own body and not being constantly, you know, thinking about food. Um, and I did want to lose weight, but I also knew that couldn't be the reason I was doing this. And I didn't want to keep weighing myself throughout. I probably would have given up multiple times. In fact, if I had done that, um, you know, like I said, it feels like it took a good five months before I really noticed some weight loss. And I was really bummed about that as it was. Had I gotten on a scale during that time, it might have just unraveled all my hard work. And I might have just said, forget it. Like this isn't working. So I had to really tell myself in the beginning, I was going to give it that full year. You know, I, I know I keep saying that, but I just think it's so important because we all want that magical overnight fix or 30 day fix. But I knew that it was going to take a lot longer than that. 
And after years of yo-yo dieting and my weight going up and down, up and down, I knew my metabolism wasn't going to respond right away. And it, and it did. It took a good five months before I really started seeing these the benefits. So, um, so yeah, I really don't see myself weighing myself ever again um, on purpose unless, you know, unless it was for something that my safety, you know, was dependent on knowing how much I weighed. Um, like I used to scuba dive, you have to know how much you weigh to scuba dive, you know, something like that. But otherwise, I really just don't think I would step on a scale because it's just not worth it. And I actually still own a scale. I forgot about that. Um, so I probably should just go ahead and get rid of it. The only time we use it now is when my husband and I are traveling and he'll stand on the scale and then pick up our suitcase to make sure it's not over 50 pounds and weigh himself with the suitcase. So um, that's really the only way we're using it now. But I keep it inside my bathroom cabinet, too, because I don't want, you know, I think about my kids already. They're five and three, but I don't want them to think about the scale, you know, at all and weighing ourselves or seeing me weigh myself obsessively every day. You know, I just don't want them to be, to see that. I, again, I was really fortunate not having a scale growing up, not seeing my mom do that at all. So it wasn't something I ever thought about, but kids just soak that kind of thing in. So really kind of take that into consideration when you are talking about how much you weigh or dieting, that kids are really absorbing all that even at an early age. So I'm, I try to be really careful about you know, the words I use around food and my weight in front of the kids. And I don't want to have a scale in the house for them growing up, especially, you know, for my daughter, who's three, I just keep thinking, you know, I don't want her to get into that habit early of weighing herself or thinking she should judging herself on a number. And it even kind of bothers me, you know, as I think about it with the kids going to the doctor, I mean, not this early, but as they get older, I just kind of even think in the, you know, pre-teen years and teen years, the tween years or whatever it's called. I don't know. I'm just going to kind of navigate that then. But I might even talk to my pediatrician and say, hey, is it really necessary that we have to weigh them? Um, I'd rather just not even give them as long as it seems like they're healthy and everything's looking good, is there a reason that we really have to weigh them? And, you know, again, have them start associating a number with who they are and their self-worth. I really want to try to stay away from that. So it's something, again, that I'll have to navigate as they get older, but I don't see myself getting back on a scale anytime soon. Um, And, you know, That is, I just wanted to give that information to you that you do not have to weigh yourself when you go to the doctor. If you like to weigh yourself, go ahead. But I just wanted to give you that freedom that you really, you don't have to. And, you know, I had so many obsessive thoughts around food, but the same kind of compulsion would happen when I was weighing myself. And again, I just don't do that anymore. And I don't have those thoughts. And, you know, 
right now, if I got on this, again, I'm feeling pretty good about myself these days, but I could see that just going away if I got on the scale. And then I might even be risking my sobriety as far as, you know, I think the scale is a trigger for me. And if it's not a number I want to see, that might trigger me into a binge and it's, it's just not worth it. So I feel really, really free once I gave up the scale. Um, so the other part of that is my decision not to diet for the first time in my life. You know, I had been, when I went to, um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, IIN, where I became a certified health coach, um, we talked a lot in the curriculum about how diets just don't work. You know, the, the diet industry just makes so much money, but, diets don't work long time for people. I mean, that's kind of the sad truth. And I know from experience, I went on so many different diets and yeah, maybe I lost weight for a little bit, but in the end, I typically gained all the weight back and then sometimes gained some extra weight back. Um, it's really hard when you're depriving yourself or um, feeling like you're restricting yourself in any way. I think it's just natural that your body is going to then want to compensate for that. So again, I had to kind of change the way I thought about food and diets and eating. And I had always, again, heard people talk about how it wasn't a diet, but a lifestyle. And I was kind of thinking, you know, what's the difference? But for me, um, and deciding to go off sugar and flour, I didn't want to diet too. I just knew that was going to be too hard. So, you know, yes, I gave up all sugar and all flour, but that was the only modification that I made in my, within, you know, my diet of what I was eating. I still ate everything else, still eat everything else. I didn't want to weigh my food. I didn't want to, you know, take out carbs altogether or, um, you know, limit my portions or not snack. I just thought the more rules I have around this, the more I'm going to fail and giving up sugar and flour. I couldn't imagine anything harder than that. Why would I make it then even more difficult by adding in other restrictions too? Um, and I do believe if you're not addicted to sugar and flour, really moderation is the best thing that you can do. Um, I'm, again, that is like my dream to be able to eat in moderation. That was always what I was going for, the goal. Because, um, you know, even people that aren't addicted to sugar and flour aren't successful on diets because it's that feeling of restriction. And I really think that if you, if you can eat everything in moderation, that's really the best plan, you know? Um, but for me, unfortunately, I am a sugar addict and moderation never worked for me. So I knew at least when it came to sugar and flour, I did have to restrict myself and be completely abstinent. And that was the only thing though, that I wanted to do. I didn't want to worry about anything else, like counting how many glasses of water I had or whatever. So and that worked for me, you know, it was really, really difficult in the beginning, but I can't imagine 
starting giving up sugar and flour and then also limiting what I was eating or restricting how big my portions were, that would have totally stressed me out and I think just had continued to trigger me. So for me, just giving up the sugar and the flour was enough and it doesn't feel like a diet now. It just feels like this is the way I eat, you know. Um, and I really, truly feel like I can eat this way forever and I won't fall off the wagon. You know, again, not to say that it's not, I'm not going to have times where I'm triggered as I experienced recently when I was going through like a really bad week. I definitely am going to have those days still where, um, the addiction's pulling at me, but it, and that's the addiction. It's not that, um, this diet isn't working or something like, you know, in the past when I was only allowed to have, you know, like grapefruit for breakfast and salad for lunch and soup for dinner or something. It's, it's not like that at all. This is just the easiest thing in a way that I've ever done (laughs) after it being the hardest thing I've ever done. If that makes sense. Um, you know, the first few months were terrible, but now it really is the least stressed I've ever been in my life around food because, you know, I, I see people when I'm eating with other people or, you know, can almost see the struggle or maybe I'm projecting this on them because this is what I used to do. Like, oh, am I going to have the bread? You know, the bread basket comes. Am I going to have a piece? Am I not? And sometimes people will even say, oh, I worked out today. Um, I'm just going to have, you know, a piece of bread and a little bit of butter since, you know, I did run today and they're already trying to like justify it, justify it to everybody. And I'm thinking, hey, you know, your decision, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. But I think that's just what we do, you know, like having to justify everything. And I just don't do that anymore. The bread comes to the table and it's just like, nope, I don't eat that anymore. And I don't even think twice about it instead of it torturing me, you know, throughout the meal. So it really has been, um, it just does not feel like a diet. It's a lifestyle change for me. It's, and I think what that means is something that, some way of eating that you, you know, are able to maintain without feeling deprived and, you know, not becoming more obsessed or compulsive around food, but they are able to maintain for the rest of your life without any problems. And that's really how I feel about this. Again, you know, I think I am going to have those times that I'm triggered, but I feel pretty confident that I can get through that because I just feel so much better now than I ever did before. And there has been times, especially in the beginning, like where I wanted to diet too and where I wasn't losing weight fast enough. And even now, you know, my weight has stalled and, um, sometimes I am tempted, like, oh, should I be taking out something else or eating less? And I just have to, you know, those old, um, habits are so ingrained and I just have to remind myself, no, I don't do that anymore. I'm not going to diet. Or, you know, I might read an article about this celebrity that got really good success by doing this. And then I'm like, Ooh, what does she do? You know, I still find myself being so tempted about, you know, what other people might be doing and to lose weight or whatever. And again, reminding myself, I don't have to do that. Um, I found my way of eating, I found what works for me, and I don't want to jeopardize how far I've come 
um, just so I can lose like a pound or two more or whatever. You know, I just, again, have faith that the, the longer I do this, um, the longer I'm choosing, you know, those whole foods and, um, organic foods over all the processed crap that I used to eat, you know, I am going to continue to lose weight and maybe not. I mean, maybe this is the weight that my body is meant to be now. Um, you know, I'm almost 40 years old. I've had, was pregnant four times. I have two kids. I had two C-sections. I mean, you know, my stomach is probably never going to be what I wish it would be. And I just kind of have to accept that. And I do, for the most part, really accept myself again. You know, for so long, I just had such a bad body image and was so embarrassed of myself and ashamed of myself. And I really wasn't social. I just wanted, you know, besides like my my closest, you know, family and friends, maybe just didn't want to see anybody else because I just felt so embarrassed and ashamed of how I looked. Um, you know, I wasn't interested in what I was wearing or just wanted to be comfortable, which is still the case, but you know, I'm a little, it's just a lot easier for me now to get dressed in the morning because again, I'm more comfortable in my skin and I'm not worried about what's hanging over where and how big I look. I just, I honestly just don't really care anymore. Um, you know, I'm definitely not perfect by any means. And someone might look at me and say, hey, you could still lose 20 pounds. But in my head and in my body, I just feel really, really comfortable for the first time in a really, really long time. And that to me is just priceless. Um, and I do feel like I would jeopardize that if I stepped on the scale or if I tried to diet and that's where I have to remind myself over and over again, it's, it's just not worth it. Um, you know, so many of us have, are so, you know, so hard on ourselves about different characteristics of how we look, you know, if it's not, you know, I've started getting like wrinkles now, I'm like, you know, looking closer at everything and, just can be so hard on myself, like, you know, and I have to remind myself, I would never look at a friend or a loved one that way and pick them up apart, like I pick apart myself. So instead, I just choose to try to just quiet those thoughts and ignore them and just say, Nope, I don't think that anymore. You know, I'm good the way I am. And it really has made such a huge difference. Um, Again, I have my off and bad days and I still, you know, can be critical of myself, but I really think overall just my whole image of myself and overall confidence has been the best it's been in I don't know how long. Um, and that is just, you know, even more important to me than, you know, the weight I've lost or whatever is just finally feeling more comfortable in my skin again, not stressing about, you know, what I'm going to wear the next day because what's going to fit or um, get anxious about going out because I don't want people to see how I look. You know, I am pretty extroverted, definitely so in my younger years, but as I gained weight in my 30s and went through some really difficult times, I kind of got quieter and quieter and went into myself again. And I feel like I'm kind of being reborn again after having going through this transformation because I'm more and more comfortable 
coming out of my shell more and more again, just because I do feel so much more comfortable in my skin. Um, I was just in Carlsbad last week for an event and got to see two friends that I haven't seen in like 10 plus years. Um, I'm going to be in Phoenix next week for another event. I know I don't usually do them back to back, but it just kind of with special circumstances. So, um, and I'm going to see some, another friend that I haven't seen in probably 10 plus years. And before that would have created so much anxiety for me of being so embarrassed for these people to look at me. And, you know, I would imagine all the terrible things they were thinking about me like, Ooh, you know, what happened to Siobhan? Ooh, she really let herself go or, whatever, you know, I, because I judged myself so much, I just figured everyone else did that too. Um, but I really think the truth is no one is studying you as much as you are studying yourself. Um, you know, even looking at pictures when there's a group of people, you know, kind of like, Oh, everyone looks good. And then you zoom in on yourself and start like picking apart what looks bad about you, but you just kind of glance over at everybody else. So, um, you know, it's, it's just really damaging to, um, you know, have all these negative thoughts about yourself and especially if you're voicing them out loud. And again, thinking about anyone that has children, you know, talking about what you like or don't like about your body in front of your children or what diet you're doing. I try to be really careful about the words that I use. Um, you know, sometimes with, the kids are like, Hey, do you, you know, do you want this bread or piece of cracker? I just say, you know, no, thank you. I'm not like, no, mommy's on a diet. I can't eat that. I'm so sad or, you know, whatever. I think again, kids are taking that in and we just need to be really aware of what we're saying and realizing that kids are kind of watching us and probably going to mimic that behavior. So trying to be really positive, you know, I'm, really especially think about my daughter and wanting to make sure that she knows, you know, what is in the inside is more important than what's on the outside. Um, you know, and for my son too, I just don't, you know, I just hear these horror stories though about, you know, girls in like third grade that go on diets and I really just want to avoid that and keep them as innocent um, as possible for as long as they can about and teaching them for them that, you know, their health doesn't equal a certain number on the scale, but it equals on how they're feeling. You know, I've already started to try to teach them about, well, how do you feel when you eat that? And talking about having, you know, fruits and vegetables and making sure we get some protein and why we eat organic foods and, you know, why we try to do whole grains and, you know, why some families might make other choices, but this is what we eat in our family and this is why. And I think that's really important to talk to them about because they do retain that information um, and kind of letting them know that's why, you know, we exercise and we eat well, that's how we take care of ourselves and get it and we get a good night's sleep. I just try to teach them that whole overall picture, not just, oh, we step on a scale and that determines whether or not we are healthy or not. Um, 
So that's what I wanted to talk about today. You know, I think I'm finally at a place where I love and accept myself exactly as I am. And that just feels so empowering. And I wish that was a gift that I could give to every single person out there. Um, Because for so long, it wasn't that way. And I really wasn't social um, and kind of became this different version of myself because I was so ashamed of myself. And it just feels really good to be um, getting more and more comfortable and coming out of my shell again and just being able to be free to be me. Um, and for me, that means no dieting and no scales ever again. And again, that just feels so awesome. I just thought, you know, dieting was going to be something I was stuck with for the rest of my life. And, I just always wonder too, who even likes to diet? You know, we all do it. And that's why we're like, oh, let's start tomorrow. Oh no, tomorrow's not a Monday. Let's start a Monday. Oh no, it's like, you know, the fourth of the month. Let's start until the first of next month. And, you know, that's what I would always do is push it off. It almost felt like a punishment, you know, when you're going on a diet. Where now I feel like by taking sugar and flour out, I am rewarding myself and treating my body really well instead of, you know, again, having changing the way you think about things. Like I'm not punishing myself by (laughs) taking out sugar and flour. I'm rewarding myself and my body and making myself feel really, really good because I'm no longer eating the things that trigger me and make me feel out of control and, you know, cause all host of health problems that I just no longer do. I choose to eat foods that nourish me and help me feel good. Um, And that too is really empowering. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar.